This is Ticker Symbol U, a podcast focused on highlighting advanced technologies that are transforming our lives and disrupting their competitors in the process. My name is Alex, and I'm definitely not a financial advisor. I'm just a nerd that loves sharing my personal vision of the future and putting my money where my mouth is. To learn more, find me at tickersymbolu.com or youtube.com slash tickersymboluyou. Let's start with this. Mark Zuckerberg is betting his entire Facebook empire on virtual reality because he thinks it will unlock trillions of dollars in new markets. In fact, he plans on spending $180 billion to make that happen. That's more than Jeff Bezos is worth today. But there's just one problem. The metaverse doesn't actually need VR at all. There are two technology platforms that could spell game over for meta, and they both exist today. Want to know what the metaverse will really look like and who's building it right now? My name is Alex, and I'll show you by looking at the science behind these stocks. Let's start with Mark Zuckerberg and Meta Platforms. If they have their way, the Metaverse will be a fully immersive 3D version of today's 2D internet. Instead of the 2D profile pictures we have today, everyone will have a 3D avatar. Instead of 2D homepages, we'll have 3D homes, and workspaces, and an infinite amount of other places and things to experience, interact with, and even buy. One important feature of Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse is that literally everything will be interconnected. That means you can buy items from one store and take them anywhere you want, even into places run by other businesses. That's not something you can really do online, say, between two video games today. But because the metaverse is digital, you'll also be able to teleport from place to place without commuting or having to wait in line. That's not something you can really do in the physical world today. So, Mark's pitch for the metaverse is having all the best features of the digital and physical worlds put together. Okay, that's the meta part of meta platforms. Now let's talk about the platforms part. Apple and Google are two of the biggest companies powering today's mobile internet. They have the biggest app stores and the most popular operating systems and some of the best-selling mobile devices on the market. One big way they make money is by charging a 30% platform fee to be on their app stores and for in-app purchases. These two companies really are the gatekeepers of the mobile internet today, so developers have to suck it up and pay that price of admission. Mark Zuckerberg wants Meta Platforms to be the internet's next gatekeeper, except he plans to charge a lot more for the same thing. The Meta Quest Store is the app store for the Quest VR headsets. The Quest Store charges a hardware platform fee of 30% on all virtual sales, just like the Google and Apple app stores do today. Horizon Worlds is the VR environment that ties the Meta platform together. After the Quest Store's 30% hardware fee, Horizon Worlds charges another 17.5 cents on the dollar. So Meta platforms will charge a whopping 47.5% fee on virtual asset sales, which is much more than Apple and Google currently charge. Here's the thing. There are two ways to really win in tech. You either have to solve a problem much better than the current solution, or you have to charge much less for the same solution. So either more value or less cost. It has to be much better or much cheaper because there's also a cost to switching between solutions. Think about how annoying it would be to switch from your iPhone to an Android or the other way around right now or how big of a productivity loss it would be if your entire workplace switched all of their software tomorrow. Now imagine switching everything at once to Horizon Worlds. Uh, no thanks. I'm good. 
Okay, now that we've covered what Mark Zuckerberg is building, why he's building it, and how much he wants to charge, we can talk about the two technology platforms that are doing it better, cheaper, and without these switching costs. Up first, we have NVIDIA's Omniverse. The idea for Omniverse actually came from Pixar, who needed a way to set up complicated 3D scenes so that hundreds of artists could collaborate on them at once. That's a pretty tall order, and to solve that problem, Pixar developed the Universal Scene Description, or USD, which is a system for representing all the elements and lighting and interactions that make up a moving 3D scene. That way, one team can work on character models, while another team works on environments, and so on. Then, the Universal Scene Description is where you describe how everything in the scene works together. Well, Pixar open-sourced this USD standard, and it's been widely adopted by huge companies around the world. For example, Autodesk makes 3D modeling programs used in engineering, architecture, and entertainment, and has USD integrations. So does Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite and Unreal Engine. And Apple uses USD to represent all of their augmented and virtual reality scenes. That's a pretty big deal. Well, NVIDIA's Omniverse is the first application that's purpose-built entirely around this universal scene description. What Pixar's shared workflow did for large movie scenes, Omniverse does for every other industry, like architecture, engineering, and game design. So, one part of a factory engineering team can be working on models for different robots, while a separate team works on the conveyor belt system, and a third team architects the building, all in different industry-specific programs. Then, they plug their models into a shared scene hosted on the Omniverse. If somebody makes an update to their designs, the Omniverse connector pushes it to every shared scene that model is in as well. What this unlocks for businesses is the ability for multiple teams to collaborate on shared 3D scenes of any kind at any scale, which sounds a whole lot like the kind of platform you'd use to build the metaverse. But what this really unlocks for NVIDIA is the ability to build an ecosystem on top of the Omniverse, just like Google and Apple have on top of their platforms and just like Mark Zuckerberg wants to do with Meta. Except in this case, companies are already using it. For example, Apple, Pixar, and NVIDIA have collaborated to bring advanced physics capabilities to the Omniverse, which other businesses can then build on top of. NVIDIA and Adobe are working on a Substance 3D plugin that'll unlock new material editing abilities for Omniverse and Substance 3D users. The more features the Omniverse community develops, the more likely new organizations are to join it. For example, South Park Studios is exploring Omniverse as a way to lower production time by having several artists work on scenes at once. You found Cartman like this and you think he's somehow trapped in virtual reality? Whoa! NVIDIA's Omniverse is essentially trying to become the metaverse of the tech community. Think about the opportunities here. Let's say that Tesla uploads a virtual model of a Gigafactory to the Omniverse so that they can simulate different production layouts or test scenarios where different robots fail. Those are real business cases for them to leverage the Omniverse. But if Tesla allowed it, a movie studio could buy a version of that same Gigafactory model and use it in a movie scene, or a school can tour it on a virtual field trip. When Tesla makes updates to their model, all of the end users of that model would decide if they want that update as well. The cost of switching to the Omniverse is low for designers and producers because it integrates directly with the tools they already use today. And the cost of switching for digital consumers is zero because they're actually not switching anything at all. The content stays the same. How it's created is what's being changed behind the scenes. Separately, if virtual reality takes off sometime in the future, well, guess what? Everything in the Omniverse is already in 3D and represented in this universal scene description. 
Talk about having your cake and eating it too. The Omniverse is already available with over 50,000 users on it today. It costs around $2,000 per creator per year for enterprises and is free to use for individuals and teams of two. So it's currently a lot better, a lot further along, and a lot cheaper than meta platforms in Horizon Worlds. Speaking of better and cheaper, this episode is sponsored by FTX US. FTX is the most complete crypto app, allowing people to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, and other digital assets, including NFTs, and they'll soon be launching stocks. You might have heard of FTX after Tom Brady partnered with them and took an equity stake in the company. That's because FTX has up to 85% lower fees than top competitors. It lets you earn free crypto on all trades over $10 and is already trusted by millions of investors. So download the FTX app today using the link in the description below and use code TSYOU to get started. That actually brings me to the second technology standing between Mark Zuckerberg and the metaverse, which is Ethereum. If you were too cool to play online video games, let me explain. One thing that many people like about online gaming is working towards a specific item, acquiring it, and being able to stand out from other players as a result. A legendary weapon, a hat that gives you an extra life, a cool outfit that not everyone can get. These items have real-world value because they take multiple people working together for many hours to acquire them. Some players would pay real money for these items to save themselves that effort. Other players would rather have the money, so they get these items, sell them, and effectively get paid real-world money for working inside a video game. Digital items are more than a $10 billion market today, but this system has some big problems. First, the game company owns all the items, not the players doing the work. If selling items for real money is against the terms of service of the game, a company can take that item away or ban players altogether. If the game does support real money transactions, now it's hit with that 30% platform fee if it's on Apple's or Google's app stores, or that 47.5% fee in case of meta platforms. So, in many cases, companies don't bother. On the flip side, if the company goes out of business or just stops supporting that game, every item in it becomes worthless because they can't be used anywhere else. That means in order for digital items to have any real value, they have to be able to exist outside of any centralized company that can take them away from you. That's the problem that Ethereum was designed to solve with smart contracts, which is the technology that enables NFTs. The big difference between items in video games and items as NFTs is who actually owns the asset. Just like you can keep your car in real life, even if the company that made it goes under, you can keep NFTs in your digital wallet even if its creator goes away. Since Ethereum enables online transactions that allow individuals to own digital assets, its network is worth over $300 billion today and it's become the preferred blockchain for many big metaverse projects, like Decentraland and The Sandbox. And since digital wallets are free to make and use, there's very little switching costs to the consumer. But Ethereum is far from perfect. The current network can only support around 30 transactions per second, which causes big transaction delays. Adding to that, the Ethereum network charges transaction fees called gas fees, which are paid to the nodes that run the network. Gas fees go up and down based on the network's demand, so they can get pretty expensive pretty fast. Ethereum is also very power hungry because of the amount of processing it takes to verify new transactions. These are just some of the challenges that lead to competing blockchains like Solana. But you should also know that Ethereum's network is getting a major upgrade later this year. Ethereum 2.0 will try to address all of these challenges 
challenges by changing the way transactions are verified and how many can be verified at the same time. If everything goes according to plan, Ethereum's network will be able to handle 100,000 transactions per second and use much less energy to verify each one, which should get rid of a lot of the network congestion and lower these volatile gas fees. If and when that update happens later this year, Ethereum could become the decentralized financial transaction layer for digital assets, or at least the template for one, the same way Pixar's universal scene description was the template for the Omniverse. Now we've come full circle. NVIDIA's Omniverse is the connected workspace for businesses and individuals to create and share 3D assets. Ethereum's network is the template, if not the solution, for how those assets can be owned by individuals and taken between different digital spaces. Both exist today and are cheaper than Meta's crazy high platform fees. Both are already in use by tens of thousands of people and their communities are growing fast. And both don't need virtual reality to do their jobs. To them, VR is just icing on the cake. And when it comes to virtual reality, there are a few companies already beating Meta platforms to the punch. Thanks for watching and until next time, this is Ticker Symbol U. My name is Alex, reminding you that the best investment you can make is in you.